Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Today, we have two very special guests in a mother-son duo, Mr. and Mrs. Ford and Michelle Duncan. Why don't you guys start off by sharing um, with the audience where you're hailing from, and then, of course, some of the successes you've had since we had you on last. And I know we did interview both of you, I believe it has just been maybe eight months ago in September. So this is kind of a, a re-meet and greet to talk about the state of the, com- the company now. And we've also invited Ford and Michelle to speak as keynotes at our upcoming team building summit, June 1st through the 3rd, with an emphasis on culture. So Ford, why don't you take it away? Yeah, well, first of all, we're super excited to uh, come out in June. This will be our second team building summit. Um, and the first one was actually the uh, catalyst that got us to where we're at today. So super excited to now be speaking at it. Um, we are a small um, indie brokerage. We've got 13 agents. Um, we have closed, uh, we're mid-April. We've closed 66 units for about 15 million. Uh, going into uh, quarter number two now. So we're not uh, the biggest, but we're by no means the smallest. Um, And what we focus on because we are smaller is uh, we don't want to be the biggest. We want to have a um, small quality group of agents with a uh, culture that is just completely involved in success and growth and knowledge and just building building a dynasty, building um, something that other people want to be a part of. Um, we are super excited because now that we're also serving North Carolina, we started out just in South Carolina um, around Myrtle Beach and then inland to Florence. And now we're also going moving into another state. So um, our growth is exciting for us. Um, it's exciting for our agents and and that excitement is one of those things that fuels our culture. Awesome. Appreciate it. Very well said. Michelle, I know when we were off air, uh, we spoke a little bit about how a brokerage is a lot like a restaurant. I thought that was a really neat perspective, um, being open and willing to accept that not everyone wants to eat at your restaurant and you don't want everyone to eat at your restaurant either. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? And I would love for you to share, Michelle, your perspective of the last summit you guys attended and then the things you've implemented and where you are now. Because of course, one of our goals of these episodes leading up to the summit is that our listeners will be convinced and believe that by going to the summit, something will actually change for them. Of course, the knowledge they glean applied upon their return will affect positive change in their business. So what have you seen in terms of successes post-summit 2021? Well, the first summit that we went to, we were dabbling in growing our team. Um, I what year was, was that? Was that last year or the year before? It was, it was 2018. Oh, geez. I, remember. It I was, didn't know it was that yeah. long ago. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was that long ago. Um, I started in 2012 as an independent agent. And when Ford, my firecracker son, joined me, 
Um, he, he, he was all about, we can do more than what we're doing now. And he pushed for growth and he needed help with that push. And he found you all the podcast. We started listening to it. We intended the team building summit in 2018. And it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. But I remember very distinctly the conversation we had with Andy on, uh, patio at an outdoor restaurant mm. and he just asked some very thought-provoking questions and, and made me start thinking because I've always been the one that was pumping the brake when Ford was saying we, we need to push, we need to do these things. So the conversations and the people we talked with at the summit, the people that we heard, um, it was a game changer for me and Ford was probably like, finally, somebody has said to her the same things I've been saying, and now she's hearing me and she's ready to go do this. So when we came back from that summit, we were ready to start thinking about taking the leap. We started our own brokerage in um, August of 2019. And since then, the growth has been controlled in a very good way. Um, we've tried to make steps that we wouldn't regret later. Now, have we? Sure, certainly we have. But we've tried to be very methodical in what we have done. And part of the way we have grown our team in numbers, but in numbers that are people that just fit with us, it's people who get us and who want to get what we're serving at our restaurant. Um, it has helped us do very well in our marketplace. I think we have a good reputation and we have very happy agents. Um, the culture that we're trying to create is one that as I recruit, I've had to have a shift in my mind. I am somewhat of a people pleaser. Um, and that can create some stumbling blocks when I go to recruit. I have to be mindful that this restaurant, this brokerage we have, we can't serve every type of food and the food that we serve actually be quality. So when I am recruiting, I try to let them know what we offer. This is what we're bringing to the table to you. Is this something that you're interested in having? And I don't want everybody and I am okay knowing that everybody doesn't want us. They, there are other restaurants that meet the needs of other people. And that's what we're working for is just trying to determine what is a good fit for the people that we want to make sure that we're offering what they're looking for. Yeah, I love it. And I know, you know, with your comment forward about not wanting to be the biggest, it's interesting because it's just the real question is, what do you want the, to be the biggest at? And what yeah, you guys are yeah. saying is you want to be the biggest at providing quality service and having a Navy SEAL group of people that maybe don't put up the biggest unit numbers or the biggest sales volume overall or the biggest agent count, which by the way, none of those things are what pay the bills. Um, you want to be the best at providing the best service and that's the culture you're creating. And no one culture is better than another, just like no one restaurant is technically better than another. It's just based on what each person wants. So I think that's a great perspective for our listeners to hear that. I know for a fact, a lot of people come to a summit or they come to one of our workshops or they join ERS coaching and they think at first that they need to copy paste that fire hydrant of knowledge. They need to copy paste it in their market. And I tell people first and foremost, um, at our workshop, nothing we're about to share with them over that two, uh, two day craziness is something they need to copy paste. What we're looking for is to help shift the mindset that Michelle, you mentioned, you shifted after having that conversation with Andy. And Andy and I are, by the way, always keeping score of when people give compliments. And I'm going to have to tell them about this. And that really hurts <laughs> my heart. 
So I think that the mental shift is everything. Um, there's a great quote. I don't know if I've taught, talked about it here on the podcast, but the difference between you and me are the podcasts you listen to, the books that you read, and the people you meet, and the people you mastermind with. And if you're listening to this, you're listening because you want to hear something that helps you shift your mind. And if you shift your, the way you think, you'll shift your actions. And if you make a change to your actions, you'll get different results. And if those results are for the good, based on what your perception of good is, then you'll probably continue going back to get the knowledge to change the mindset, to shift your thought process, to shift your action, to get more of the goodness that comes from it. The biggest challenge I find amongst humans, A, they don't go to the font of knowledge. They don't know where to go. That's the biggest challenge. Or they don't know that there's knowledge that they need. Like you made the joke that Ford kept pushing. I was just like that with my mom and dad. Like, hey guys, you can do more. Like they were doing 3.5 million a year. And I'm like, we could be 10 million a year. And then it was, we could be 20 million a year. And like, now we did 500 million last year. And this is all in 10 years. That's pretty insane. And so I think that the person that succeeds at the highest level is the person that's willing to obtain the knowledge, apply what they think that they learned, fail, fix the failure, get more knowledge, apply what they learned, fail, fix the failure, and in that formula, that is where success is found. And what I found for myself is my greatest moments in my career as I look past, go look at the past, was in the moments of failure. And it seems strange to say that, but it was in failure where I learned. In failure yeah, was, was when I grew. Yeah, that, that was the, the part that um, I noticed that mom left out and I wanted to, to pick up on it is <clears throat> after the, the team building summit, you know, we went there as mother, son, and quote unquote team. Um, I, first of all, I find that the the term team for a real estate team is is thrown around pretty flippantly. Um, you know, you're you're not a team just because you're a partnership, um, and that that's one of the the things that we were. We were we were just kind of partners at the time. We worked together, but a team is so much deeper than that. And so we came to the first summit that we had gone to in 2018 as, as partners. We left and decided that we did want to be a true team. We wanted to have a, a deeper business relationship. We wanted to grow in a deeper way. But that's when the failures really started to happen because we had all this knowledge that we had, we had uh, accrued at the team building summit some of what we tried to do was copy paste and we ended up hiring agents that we had no business hiring to the team. They didn't bring anything to the team culturally or in, in business. And when we opened our brokerage, so that was about a year and a half later, um, we took people with us from our old brokerage that we were a team brought them there. And it was just like a continuation of that failure. Like it was a, just a, a snowball effect of culture killers and nobody that was actually aligning with our vision. And it took those failures. It took thinking we had a team thinking we had, we were doing things right just because we came to the summit and we started doing all the copy paste. It took all that failing for us to really get what the goal was. And the goal was to actually build something bigger than the Michelle and Ford show. 
I love that. Something, Thank you. something that, you know, that that's what we were, you know, we were the Michelle and Ford show. I was, you know, as a, a agent with two, three years in, I was doing about uh, five, six million. I think she was doing around 10 to 12 million. You know, we were doing good as, as solo agents, but um, we were nothing but the Ford and Michelle show. And we realized we wanted something much bigger than that. Um, and in order to do that, we actually had to create a culture where other people wanted to create the same thing yep. in our space that we were creating. I love it. And I appreciate your transparency because people typically come on a podcast or they go on a stage or they write a book and they don't want to talk about all the failures. They want to talk about all their wins. They want to show how great they are. They want everyone to say, wow, they're amazing. To me, the people that are amazing are the people who fail and stand back up fail and stand back up, lose a bunch of money and invest more money in the same thing they just lost at and keep changing and fine tuning and perfecting and perfecting and perfecting. And success is found on the other side of that process. Um, There was an interview maybe 10 years ago by Steve Murray. Uh, I believe he owns, he did own Real Trends. Um, His company kind of started off by doing consulting for large brokerages that were selling and he would help them with their valuations. They also now do like the top 1000 agents and top 1000 brokerage awards. So this interview I listened to was him and a RESPA attorney, and they were talking about teams. Uh, They were talking about market service agreements and teams. And in this interview, they talked about three types of teams. And this has stuck with me ever since. And you guys just talked about two of them. The first kind is the mother-son, the two friends that partner up because they think it's going to be fun. And a team is anything you want it to be. Call it a team, but it's not a business that's going to grow and scale. And that's most businesses that are out there. Most of the people listening right now don't own a business. And why I say that is there's a difference between active income and passive income. Passive income is a business. Active income is a job. My sister, for example, makes cakes, baked goods. It's amazing. She owns a company called Goody Box. She makes the best food I've ever eaten. I love it. I've eaten it in my whole life. That's why I'm overweight. And this company is a one human show. She's the baker. She's the marketer. She's the deliverer. She's the cooker. She's the shopper. And she talks about her business all the time. And I say, what business? Her and I have this back and forth all the time. Well, my cooking business. And I'm like, honey, it's not a business. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's a job. And she's like, well, what's the difference? And I was like, well, you have to do everything. That's a job. So yes, you have a business and you're the only employee and you do everything. Most teams are a job. Most people listening, you have a full-time job. And it's okay as long as you know what job you have and you're choosing it. What my passion is around and why I chose to start doing podcasting and coaching was I wanted to empower people that didn't even know that their job was that active role to have the ability to choose what they wanted their active role to be. To me, that's where true happiness is discovered is when your active role is the thing you want to do. And then of course you have passive income coming around. So the lowest value of a team, if you start looking at exit and valuation is a community team. That's where you have a mother, son or two friends. And they say, Oh, this is going to be really neat. We'll partner and we'll call ourselves a team. We'll do our branding together. But usually everything's eat what you kill. You don't make any passive income off the other person's success. You just have a sale and you keep all the commission and you might share in some costs. If you were to sell that, there's no value because you are at, you are the active role. You can't sell it unless you're going to keep doing it. So if you sold your database, like what's that really worth? The next is the next team you described, which I call shark suckerfish. So when you guys were at the other brokerage before you moved, you started the team, you added all the wrong people. You had agents that were sucking off the algae on the side of you. I don't even call it shark and minnows where the minnows are eating the meat that's in the water. 
I call it shark sucker fish because you have agents that join that just want to suck off of you all the time and they give you nothing. It's the rainmaker team. But I do a negative to kind of make people remember it and create the picture of a shark swimming through the water and then all these little sucker fish. Lots of teams in America are shark sucker fish teams. The valuable team that's sellable and that can turn into a true brokerage and that can create passive income is what I like to call the CEO team. Uh, Keller Williams would like to call it the MREA team or the seventh level team. And that's where your team passively nets you $1 million a year and you can work less than five hours a week on the team. I know over 10 teams nationally that can operate at that level, that do operate at that level. I own several businesses that operate at that level. This isn't just residential real estate. So how many people listening have passive businesses that make them a million dollars a year and they work less than five hours on those businesses? That's the American dream. The dream is not making prospecting calls or going on listing appointments or putting offers together on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. and missing out on life as it passes by us. But it takes sacrifice. And sorry, guys, to go on for so long, but I'm pretty passionate about this. Um, it takes sacrifice and time and active roles to be able to then turn those roles over to somebody else because true leaders have served in every capacity so that they know how to lead people in those capacities. And so you guys are a great example of someone who's gone from community team to shark sucker fish team to now running the MREA model, more of a CEO team. I call it an entrepreneur team, a business that can exist without you, but you each are choosing to have active roles today. And you're choosing to be more intentional about building this thing out. And what I think is so fascinating for those listening is what's on the other side of the next active role. Because a lot of times we don't think, oh, what's my active role going to be in 15 years? We just think about this year. What am I doing this year? And I can share from my own personal experience. I'm doing things today. I never in a billion years dreamed I'd be doing. I thought I'd be an agent and maybe have a team and maybe own some joint ventures and some ancillaries. Like I didn't know I'd be who I am now. But the reason I am who I am now and the reason all of us are who we are today is because of our ability to have an active role and then make that passive and have somebody else do it and then get another active role and then have someone else do it and then get another active role and have someone else do it. And my belief when we talk culture, bringing this all together, is that the best culture is a culture in which each person can make the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy. And I think true leaders that serve their followers put them in an environment that allows them to do that. And that's why, Michelle, I love so much when you talked about the restaurant idea. Because it's okay if somebody doesn't flourish in your ecosystem, no problem. Go eat at McDonald's. There's tons of McDonald's and fast food restaurants out there. But if you want to come to my table, it's going to be more expensive. You're going to put in more time. It's better food. It's better quality. It's a better experience. But it might, it's not for everyone. And getting to that point is life-changing because you release that tension you feel of having to win every deal, having to win every person. You can't win them all. That's okay. And I think that's a big part of the culture that you guys are creating. And I think the traditional broker just failed the agent because it created a culture that if you breathed it and had a license, it would allow you. And it made us look like fast food. And that's why the realtor perception in the across the all states is fast food. And we want to change that. ERS wants to change that. The team building uh, podcast wants to change that. I know you guys share in the same sentiment. So we would love to invite all the listeners to come check out the team building summit where you're going to see Michelle and Ford on stage uh, June 1st through the 3rd, Omaha, Nebraska. We're offering a $100 discount for anybody that puts in the code podcast when you sign up. You can go to the teambuildingsummit.com or growwithers.com to get a link to learn more about who's speaking. We have a bunch of awesome keynotes in addition to the Duncans. Uh, I've got Rock Thomas coming from Montreal. He used to work with Tony Robbins. Uh, he's also the author of several books. I've got Josh Cunningham coming. He's the owner and CEO of Rockerbox. 
I have Brian Charlesworth and his wife, Spring Benson, coming. Um, Brian is the owner of Sisu. We have Boomtown, Dotloop, realestateinvestor.com, and a ton of other amazing people, amazing guests that will be there. Would love to see you guys this summer in Omaha. Um, I'll let you guys kind of close this out with any other final thoughts and feelings, and then we'll put a little bow on this episode. Yeah, well, I'll just close it out with, um, we're extremely excited to go more in depth on the the culture that creates the, the CEO model. Um, w- what you're saying, that's exactly what we're trying to create is a team that um, is a CEO model team. And the best way of doing that is creating a culture of elite agents that can work together for you. You are enabled to get to the point where you make passively a million dollars a year by creating a culture um, that attracts good talent and keeps good talent to work for you. And that's really what our presentation in June is going to be about. We're pretty excited. I love it. And Jeff, I will say for anyone who wonders, is this worth the investment? Because it's an investment not only in time to take away from your business to go do this. 100% yes. I cannot begin to express the magnitude that that summit has had on our business and our very lives. So book the time, book the trip. Uh, you, You will get every bit of the money you spend back because you're going to grow yourself personally and grow your business. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations on all your success. You guys have done a ton in just three short years, and I'm really excited to see what the future holds for both of you. Excited to see you on stage in front of a couple hundred people here in a couple weeks from now. No stress. Oh, I love a crowd. Awesome. (laughs) I'm sure you're going to do great. Looking forward to it. Thanks again, you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.